way of saying that the reward is drastically disproportionate to the risk. Risk a little, make a lot. The best example of risking very little to make a lot are the high-frequency traders, HFT, who use the latest technologies, yes, even flying robots and microwave towers that are faster than the speed of light, to save one one-thousandth of a second. What would you guess is their risk-slash-reward while generating 70% of all trading volume in the stock market? I will give you a clue. Virtue Financial, one of the largest HFT firms, was about to go public, a process that requires them to disclose their business model and profitability. Over the past five years, they have only lost money one day. That's right, one single trading day out of thousands. And what is their risk? Investing in faster computers, I suppose. Two nickels to rub together. My friend and hedge fund guru Kyle Bass is best known for turning a $30 million investment into $2 billion in just two short years. Conventional wisdom would say that he must have taken a big risk for returns of that magnitude. Not so. Kyle made a very calculated bet against the housing bubble that was expanding like the kid in Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. It was bound to burst sooner or later. Remember those days? when ravenous, unqualified shoppers were enticed to buy whatever they could get their hands on and with no money down or so much as any proof they could afford it. Lenders were lining up to provide loans knowing they could package them up and sell them off to investors that really didn't understand them. This bubble was easy to spot so long as you were on the outside looking in, but Kyle's brilliance, which he reveals in his interview in Section 6.0, is that he only risked three cents for every dollar of upside. How's that for taking a tiny risk and reaping giant rewards? When I spoke with Kyle recently, he shared the details of another asymmetric risk-slash-reward opportunity he had found for him and his investors. The terms? He had a 95% guarantee of his investment, but if or when the company went public, he had unlimited upside, and he expected massive returns. But if it all went south, he lost only 5%. Kyle, like all great investors, takes small risks for big rewards. Taking a swing for the fence with no downside protection is a recipe for disaster. Kyle, how do I get this point across to my listeners? Tony, I will tell you how I taught my two boys. We bought nickels. What was that, Kyle? Maybe the phone was breaking up. I could have sworn you just said you bought nickels. You heard me right. I was literally standing in the shower one day thinking, where can I get a riskless return. Most experts wouldn't even dream to think of such a thing. In their mind, riskless return is an oxymoron. Insiders like Kyle think differently than the herd, and by defying conventional wisdom, he always looks for small investments to return disproportionate rewards. The famed hedge fund guru with one of the biggest wins of the last century used his hard-earned money to buy, well, money. Two million dollars in nickels. Enough to fill up a small room. What gives? While a nickel's value fluctuates, at the time of this interview, Kyle told me, Tony, the U.S. nickel is worth about 6.8 cents today in its melt value. That means 5 cents is really worth 6.8 cents, 36% more in its true metal value. Crazy to think we live in a world where the government will spend nearly 9 cents in total, including raw materials and manufacturing costs, to make a five-cent coin. Is anyone paying attention up there on Capitol Hill?
Clearly, this isn't sustainable, then one day Congress will wake up and change the ingredients that make up the nickel. Maybe the next one will be tin or steel. They did this identical thing with the penny when copper became too expensive in the early 80s. From 1909 to 1982, the penny was made up of 95% copper. Today, it's mostly zinc with only 2.5% copper. Today, one of those older pennies is worth two cents. Not in melt value. That's the price the coin collectors would pay. That's 100% more than its face value. If you would have invested in pennies way back when, you would have doubled your money with no risk and you didn't even have to melt the pennies. I admit it sounded gimmicky at first, but Kyle was dead serious. If I could take my entire cash balance of my net worth and press a button and turn it into nickels, I would do it right this second, he exclaimed. Because then you don't have to worry about how much money they print. The nickel will always be worth a nickel. And his cash would be worth 36% more, and like pennies, likely 100% more in the future, as soon as the government inevitably cheapens the nickel's recipe. Kyle was more than an enthusiast. Where else can I get a 36% risk-free return? If I'm wrong, I still have what I started with. Sure, it's illegal to melt down your nickels for now. The point is, I won't need to melt it down because once they change the way they make the nickel, the old nickels become even more valuable than before because scarcity sets in as they begin to remove them from circulation. Needless to say, his boys got the lesson, as well as a good workout, moving boxes of coins into their storage unit. Now, you might be thinking, well, that's great for Kyle Bass, who has millions or even billions just to throw around, but how does that apply to me? Surely it can't be possible for normal investors to have upside without the downside, to have a protection of principle with major upside potential. Think again. The same level of financial creativity that has propelled HFT from non-existent into a dominant force in just 10 years has touched other areas of finance as well. Following the 2008 crash, when people didn't have much of an appetite for stocks, some very innovative minds at the world's largest banks figured out a way to do the seemingly impossible. Allow you and me to participate in the gains of the stock market without risking any of our principal. Before you write this notion off as crazy, I personally have a note, issued and backed by one of the world's largest banks, that gives me 100% principal protection, and if the market goes up, I get to keep a significant chunk of the gains in the market, without dividends. But if the market collapses, I get all my money back. I don't know about you, but I am more than happy to give up a percentage of the upside in exchange for protecting myself from stomach-wrenching losses on a portion of my investment portfolio. But I'm getting ahead of myself. We've come to a point in the United States where most of us feel that the only option for us to grow our wealth involves taking huge risks, that our only available option is to white-knuckle it through the rolling waves of the stock market. And we somehow take solace in the fact that everyone is in the same boat. Well, guess what? It's not true. Not everyone is in the same boat. There are much more comfortable boats out on the water that are comfortably anchored in the proverbial safe harbor, while others are getting pounded in the waves of volatility and taking on water quick. So who owns the boats in the harbor? The insiders, the wealthy the 1%, those not willing to speculate with their hard-earned money. But make no mistake, 
You don't have to be in the 0.001% to strategize like the 0.001%. Who doesn't want to eat the cake too? In the investment world, having your cake and eating it too would be making money when the market goes up, but not losing a dime if the market drops. We get to ride the elevator up, but not down. This too-good-to-be-true concept is so important that I have devoted an entire section of this book titled Upside Without the Downside, Create a Lifetime Income Plan. But for now, here is a brief appetizer designed to dislodge your preconceived notions that you and all of your money must endure the endless waves of volatility. These are three proven strategies that we will explore in more depth within Section 5, where you can achieve strong returns while anchored firmly in calmer waters. 1. Structured Notes these are perhaps one of the more exciting tools available today, but unfortunately they are rarely offered to the general public because the high net worth investors gobble them up like pigeon seed in Central Park. Luckily, the right fiduciary is able to grant access for individuals even without large sums of investment capital. So listen up. A structured note is simply a loan to a bank, and typically the largest banks in the world. The bank issues you a note in exchange for lending them your money. At the end of the time period, also called the term, the bank guarantees to pay you the greater of 100% of your deposit back or a certain percentage of the upside of the market gains, minus the dividends. That's right. I get all my money back if the market is down from the day I bought the note. But if the market goes up during the term, I get to participate in the upside. I call these notes engineered safety. The catch? I typically don't get to keep all of the upside. So you have to ask yourself, are you willing to give up part of the upside for downside protection? Many people would say yes. These solutions become especially valuable when you come to that point in your life, close to or during retirement, in which you can't afford to take any big losses. When you can't afford or even survive another 2008. For those looking to take a bit more risk, some notes will allow for even greater upside if you're willing to take more risk on the downside. For example, a note available today will give you a 25% downside protection airbag, so the market has to go down more than 25% for you to lose. In an exchange for taking more risk, they will give you more than 100% of the upside. One note available right now offers 140% of the upside if you are willing to absorb a loss beyond 25%. So if the market was up 10% over the term, you would get 14% in return. So what are the downsides of structured notes? First, a guarantee is only as good as the backer. So it's important to choose a name-brand bank, issuer, with a very strong balance sheet. Note, many experts utilize Canadian banks since they tend to have the strongest financials. Next challenge, your timing could be way off. Let's say you owned a note with a five-year term, and for the first four years the market was up. You would be feeling pretty good at that point. But if the market collapses in the fifth year, you will still get your money back, but you didn't get to capture any of those gains. You also might have limited liquidity if you need to sell the note before the end of the term. It's also important to note that not all structured notes are created equal. Like all financial products, there are good versions and bad versions. Most big retail firms sell you notes that have substantial commissions, underwriting fees, and distributions fees. All of these will take away from your potential upside. 
Accessing structured notes through a fiduciary, a registered investment advisor, will typically have those fees removed because a fiduciary charges a flat advisory fee. And by stripping out those fees, performance goes up. A fiduciary will also help you make sure you own the note in the most tax-efficient way, since the tax ramifications can vary. 2. Market-linked CDs First things first, these are not your grandpa's CDs. In today's day and age, with interest rates so low, traditional CDs can't even keep pace with inflation. This has earned them the nickname Certificates of Death because your purchasing power is being slowly killed. As I write this, the average one-year CD pays 0.23%, or 23 basis points. Can you imagine investing $1,000 for a year and getting back $2.30? The average investor walks into a bank and is willing to lay down and accept 23 BPS, but the wealthy investor, an insider, would laugh and tell them to go to hell. That's not enough to buy a latte. Oh, and you still have to pay taxes on that $2.30 return an even higher ordinary income tax rate, as opposed to investment tax rate, which historically is significantly lower. Traditional CDs are very profitable for the banks because they can turn around and lend your money at 10 to 20 times the interest rate they are paying you. Another version of the insider's game. Market-linked CDs are similar to structured notes, but they include insurance from the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, FDIC. Here's how they work. Market-linked CDs, like traditional versions, give you some small guaranteed return, a coupon, if the market goes up. You also get to participate in the upside. But if the market falls, you get back your investment plus your small return, and you had FDIC insurance the entire time. Typically, your money is tied up one or two years, as where structured notes can be as long as five to seven years. To give you a real-life example, Today, there is a market-linked CD that pays the exact same interest rate as a traditional CD, 0.28%, but also allows you to participate in up to 5% of the market gains. So if the market is up 8% total, you get to keep 5%. So in this example, you earned over 20 times the return of a traditional CD with the same FDIC protection. But again, if the market goes down, you lose nothing. Keep in mind that rates are constantly changing in this field. Rates may be more attractive at certain times than others. In 2008, when banks were struggling and looking for deposits, they had a sweetheart deal that my buddy A.J. Gupta, who is also my personal registered investment advisor, couldn't pass up. The note had 100% principal protection with FDIC insurance. The value was linked to a balanced portfolio of stocks and bonds, and when all was said and done, He averaged 8% per year with no risk. I must warn you again, however, that accessing these directly from a bank will often incur a host of charges and fees. Conversely, accessing these solutions through a fiduciary advisor will typically remove all the commissions and fees that a retail firm may charge, and thus, the performance-slash-terms will be better for you. 3. Fixed-indexed annuities Let me be the first to say that there are a lot of crappy annuity products on the market. But in my research and interviews with some of the top experts in the country, I discovered other types of annuities are used by insiders as yet another tool to create upside without the downside. Fixed-indexed annuities, FIA, 
are a type of annuity that has been around since the mid-90s, but have only recently exploded in popularity. A properly structured fixed-indexed annuity offers the following characteristics. 100% principal protection guaranteed by the insurance company. This is why we have to pick an insurance company with a high rating and a long history of making good on its promises, often a century or more. Upside without downside, like structured notes and market-linked CDs, a fixed-indexed annuity allows you to participate when the market goes up, but not lose if the market goes down. All gains are tax-deferred, or if it's owned within a Roth IRA, you won't pay taxes on the returns. Lastly, and probably most importantly, some fixed-indexed annuities offer the ability to create an income stream that you can't outlive. A paycheck for life. Think of this investment as your own personal pension. For every dollar you deposit, the insurance company guarantees you a certain monthly income payment when you decide to trigger or turn on your lifetime income stream. Insurance companies have been doing this work successfully for 200 years. We will explore this strategy in depth in Section 5, Upside Without the Downside, Create a Lifetime Income Plan. A Word of Warning Before we move on, let me be very clear on one point. This does not imply that all versions of these products and strategies are great. Some have high fees, high commissions, hidden charges, and on and on. The last thing I want is some salesman using what you've just heard to sell you something that's not in your best interest. And when we dive into these solutions in Section 5, I will give you a specific list of pitfalls you must avoid, as well as a list of things you absolutely want to make sure you receive when utilizing these solutions. You get what you tolerate. The point of this chapter is to begin to show you ways in which you can have your cake and eat it too. Sometimes when you have endured the choppy waters for so long, you begin to believe that there is no other option. This tendency is called learned helplessness. But that's not the way insiders think. From Buffett to Branson, they all look for asymmetric risk slash reward. Insiders are not helpless, nor are you. In every area of your life, you get what you tolerate, and it's time to raise the standard. How far we have come. We have made some serious progress. Let's recap the myths we have shattered and the truths we have uncovered thus far. We have learned that nobody beats the market, except for a handful of unicorns. And by using low-cost market-mimicking index funds, we can outperform 96% of mutual funds and nearly as many hedge funds. Welcome to the front of the performance pack. Since stock-picking mutual funds are charging us extremely high fees, over 3% on average, we can drop our investment fees by 80% or even 90%. You could have more than twice as much money when you retire or cut years off the time it will take you to get to financial freedom. Let that soak in for a second. We have learned the difference between a butcher and a dietitian, between a broker and a fiduciary. And now we know where to go to get transparent advice that may also be tax-deductible. We learned how to drastically reduce our 401k fees by using a low-cost provider like America's Best 401k. Again, these cost savings will compound our total account balance by putting money back into our family's pocket. For business owners, we showed how you can get yourself compliant with the law and drastically reduce your liability. 
we learned about the Roth 401k and how we can protect against rising taxes by paying the tax today and never paying tax again, not on the growth or the withdrawals. We learned that target date funds, TDF, are not only expensive, but that they may be more aggressive or volatile than you think. And if you want to use a TDF, you should stick with a low-cost provider like Vanguard. And later, in the Billionaire's Playbook, you will also learn how to put together your own asset allocation instead of paying a TDF to do it for you. We learned that variable annuities are a mutant evolution of a 2,000-year-old financial product, but that other more traditional fixed annuities can provide what no other product can, a guaranteed lifetime income stream. And finally, we learned that wealth without risk is a possibility. Sure, there is risk in everything, but we learned that certain structures will allow us to participate when the market goes up and not lose when it falls. Are your eyes beginning to open? Has the blindfold been removed? How will your life be different now that you know the truth? Shattering these myths is the groundwork for creating true financial freedom. I want you to see, hear, feel, and know that the game is winnable. If these myths are unsettling, good. They were for me when I first discovered the truth. Let them drive you forward to make financial freedom a must in your life and declare that you never be taken advantage of again. We will take it up a notch and have some fun in Section 3. It's here where we will make our dreams become more of a reality by putting a plan in place that is both doable and exciting. And if it's not happening fast enough for you, we will show you how to speed it up and bring it closer into your future. But first, the last and final myth must be put to death. But unlike the others, it's not one that someone else has sold you. It's the story you have sold yourself. It's whatever myth or lie that has kept you from taking action in the past. It's time for a breakthrough. Let's shatter your limits by discovering the lies we tell ourselves. Chapter 2.9 Myth 9 The Lies We Tell Ourselves Seek truth and you will find a path. Frank Slaughter Okay, let's get real here. We've just gone through all of the marketing and investment myths that have been promoted for years at great expense to us and to the benefit of big institutions. And my bet is right now you're probably shocked, but you feel incredibly empowered. You now know what to avoid and what to do to succeed. But there's one final myth to tackle. The myth that says the reason we're not succeeding, not achieving, not growing, is because of someone or something else beyond our control. Or the alternative thought that somehow we just aren't made of the stuff that can help us master this area of our life. But here's the truth. The ultimate thing that stops most of us from making significant progress in our lives is not somebody else's limitations, but rather our own limiting perceptions or beliefs. No matter how successful we are as human beings, no matter how high we reach personally, professionally, spiritually, emotionally, there's always another level. And to get there, we have to be honest with ourselves, honest about our unconscious fears. What do I mean? Everybody has a fear of failure at some level. At times, we've all been fearful that perhaps we are not enough. Even when we know what to do, our fear can keep us from executing our plans. As a result, rather than face our natural fears, what do we do? We come up with stories, 
Stories about why we're not where we want to be, why we're not smart enough, successful enough, thin enough, rich enough, loved or loving enough. Our stories almost always relate to something outside our control or our lack of some natural talent or ability. But talent and skill are two key elements to success attainable by anyone who is truly committed. You can get the skill if you can get beyond the mental limits of how hard, difficult, or impossible it may be to master something. You've made the single most important financial decision of your life by deciding precisely how much you're going to save to build your freedom fund. So you can tap into that and create a money machine that makes money while you sleep. And we've taken the time to look through all of the marketing myths that can trip you up along the way. So what's left? The last thing out there standing in our way is often our own story, our own limitations, our own fears. The final obstacle to face is ourselves. That's why for 38 years, my passion has been helping people to break through from what holds them back, to help them get from where they are now to where they want to be and faster. My whole life has been committed to helping people create breakthroughs. And frankly, while lots of people make this step complex, I've found there are only three elements that make the difference between success and failure in the long run, between whether you stay where you are or you move forward, whether you make excuses about what you don't have or whether you get to enjoy the life you deserve. Breakthroughs So what is a breakthrough? A breakthrough is a moment in time when the impossible becomes possible. When you don't just talk about something, but you finally take massive action and do whatever it takes to make it happen. You make a move to truly change and improve your world. Often it's frustration, anger, or stress that triggers a breakthrough. We hit our threshold, a point where we say, never again and no more. Or inspiration strikes, we meet someone who inspires us and that makes us see how life can be so much greater than we ever dreamed possible. You meet someone who enjoys life fully, has a great relationship, is physically fit or financially free, and you decide, I'm as smart as he or she is, I'm going to find a way. What was acceptable before no longer is. There's no going back now. It's amazing what you can do when you decide to draw a line in the sand, commit to a new goal, and set a new standard. Most people say it took me 10 years to make this change, but the truth is, it didn't take 10 years for a breakthrough. True transformation happens in a moment. It may have taken you 10 years to get to the point where you were ready, or open, or maybe even provoked, but we all have breakthroughs in our lives, and those breakthroughs happened in a single moment. We struggle with something for years, a job or a career, our weight or a relationship, we're miserable until one day, a trigger goes off. Suddenly, that's it. I love you. I quit. I'm in. Let's begin. Not within a day or an hour, but in that moment, your life changes, and it changes forever. Have you ever stayed in a relationship way too long, even though you knew you were unhappy, and so was your partner? You came to the edge of dealing with it, and then the fear of the unknown, of change, of being alone stopped you. The fear of loss and uncertainty kept you from taking action, and you settled. Whatever you struggle with, I know there's a place where you've had a breakthrough before. Take a moment to think of one. What's an area you used to struggle with daily, 
weekly, monthly, for years, or even a decade or more, until one day you hit your threshold. You become inspired or fed up enough to finally make a real decision to change this area once and for all. And you took massive and immediate action to make a change. You got it done. You finally kicked the habit and quit smoking. Or you left a job that made you miserable and started your own business. Or maybe you finally decided to start exercising and change your body or get yourself out of that bad relationship. I want you to own that breakthrough. There was a time when things seemed like they couldn't change, but you did it. You made it happen. You do have the ability to change everything in your life. No matter how long it's been this way, you can change it all in a moment. A moment of real decision. A decision that is acted upon. That's a breakthrough, and one is waiting for you right now. Three Steps to Creating Your Breakthrough There are three steps to creating a breakthrough, three forces that together can massively change any and every aspect of your life. Any one on its own can work, but if you put all three together, you will absolutely change the aspect of your life that you choose to focus on. What are the three biggest challenges people face in America? What are the three areas that show up over and over again causing pain in people's lives? Our finances, our relationships, and our bodies. How many people do you know who struggle with money, who can't save, who don't earn enough, who spend too much, or who can't figure out what to do next with their career? And what about relationships? Men and women, we are wired so differently. If we don't understand each other, it can take so much work to maintain healthy, intimate relationships, to understand what our partner really needs and wants, to communicate in a loving and supportive way. And then there are our bodies. We live in a time today where the majority of people in the Western world are massively overweight. In the United States, nearly 7 in 10 Americans are either overweight, as defined by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, as having a body mass index of 25 to 29.9, or obese, having a BMI of 30 or higher. Our struggle with fitness and health has become a national crisis, and it's spreading around the world as developing countries adopt some of our lifestyle and eating patterns. Why do I bring this all up? What do relationship challenges and unhealthy eating habits have to do with your ability to achieve financial freedom? Well, whatever area you want to create a breakthrough in, whether it's your body, your relationships, or this book's focus, money, there are only three things that you need to look at. And they are the same three things no matter what area of breakthrough you're hoping to achieve. If you want to change your life, you have to change your strategy, you have to change your story, and you have to change your state. Let's begin with strategy, because that's where most people start. The Right Strategy If you're with me here now, hearing this book, you're in search of answers, of strategies, to take control of your money and secure your financial future. I live for finding strategies to improve every area of our lives. I've spent the past 38 years relentlessly focusing on finding strategies and tools to immediately change the quality of people's lives. I've been successful and impacted over 50 million people in 100 countries because I'm obsessed with finding simple strategies that quickly lead to breakthroughs. Breakthroughs in relationships, in finances, in careers, in growing businesses, in mind, body, and soul. I've always believed the best way to get a result, the fastest way, 
is to find someone who has already accomplished what you're after and model their behavior. If you know someone who used to be overweight but has kept himself fit and healthy for a decade, model that person. You have a friend who used to be miserable in her relationship and now is passionate and in love for ten years going? Model her. You meet someone who started with nothing and has developed wealth and sustained it through time. Learn from those strategies. These people aren't lucky. They're simply doing something different than you are in this area of life. I've spent my entire life as a hunter of human excellence. So to find a strategy that works, you go to the best, those who have proven results for the long term. And if you follow their strategies, if you'll sow the same seeds, then you'll reap the same rewards. This is the essence of what I mean when I say success leaves clues, and this book is filled with strategies modeled from the very best. The other thing the right strategy can do is save you the most valuable resource of all, time. If you start with a proven plan, the right strategy, you can literally convert decades of struggle into days of achievement. You can avoid the inevitable frustration that comes with learning something for the first time by trial and error. Instead, you can get results in days instead of years by learning from people who have proven success already. Why reinvent the wheel? So now, there's the question about the power of strategy. And if you listen to this book, you'll have the best financial strategies that exist in the world today. I promise you that. Because they're not my strategies, they're the strategies of the most successful investors in history. But as obsessed as I am with strategy, I know that strategy alone isn't enough. Why not? There are two key challenges to thinking that strategy alone can change your life. First, too often people have the wrong strategy, which inevitably ends in disappointment. You're trying to lose weight by eating 500 calories a day, which, of course, isn't sustainable. Or you're sure you're going to get rich off one hot stock. Highly unlikely. Where do most people go to learn strategy? Where do we look to for advice and guidance? Too often from someone who isn't successful in the very area we want to improve. How often do people get relationship advice from friends who are in lousy relationships themselves? Or fitness advice from a friend who struggles with his weight too? How many people hear the message reinforced that they can't change their body? Why that message? Because they're surrounded by friends or family who aren't fit. The same is true for financial advice. Looking to someone who has not developed real wealth is a recipe for disaster. It simply reinforces the belief that nothing will work. It's not that nothing will work. It's that these strategies won't work. However beautiful the strategy, you should occasionally look at the results. Winston Churchill The Power of Story Let's go back to our biggest challenges, our relationships, our bodies, and our finances. In each of these areas, we get stuck for one of three reasons. First, as we just discussed, we lack the right strategy. We all know a couple where the guy doesn't communicate or the woman never stops talking. Neither of them understands the needs of his or her partner, much less meets those needs. And what about the friend who goes on fad diets constantly or is always looking out for a magic way to make a million bucks, telling himself, without it, he'll never be financially free. Without the right strategy, you will fail. And when you fail, you develop a lousy story. My wife will never be satisfied. I'll never lose the weight. The only people who make money are the ones who already have money. 
Those limiting stories keep us from finding the right strategies, or even if we have the right strategies, from executing them. Do you know anyone like that? You put the answer right in front of their very eyes and they still say, no, that will never work because... They'll tell you a million reasons why it won't work. They've got every excuse in the book. So if the right strategies are there in front of us, why aren't people using them? Why are they still not achieving their goals? Why is it so hard to maintain a passionate relationship or lose the weight once and for all? Are 70% of Americans overweight because the strategy for becoming thin, fit, and healthy is really so complex? Is the information hidden and only available to the 1% or incredibly expensive? Hell no. The answers are available everywhere. There's a gym with someone who can instruct you within a short drive. God forbid we were to walk there. There are trainers all over the world, some of which will coach you online, wherever you are. The web is filled with free advice, and of course there are thousands of books on fitness and weight loss available for you to download right now to your iPad or smartphone. You have to work to avoid finding the strategies for becoming fit, strong, and healthy. So what's the real problem? The answer is we have to bring in the human factor. I always say that 80% of success in life is psychology and 20% is mechanics. How else do you explain how someone can know what they need to do, want to do it, have the right strategy to get it done, and still not take action? To solve this riddle, we have to delve into the psychology of individuals, the values, beliefs, and the emotions that drive us. When someone has the right strategy in front of them and they still don't succeed, it's because they're missing the second key to a breakthrough, the power of story. If you're not taking action and the answer is sitting there in front of you, there's only one reason. You've created a set of beliefs that you've tied into a story, a story about why it won't work, why it can't work, why it only works for other people. It's only for the rich, the thin, the lucky, the happy in relationships. It's easy to come up with a limiting story. So why bother to take action on a strategy that you know will fail? Well, strategy here isn't the problem. Your story is. A half-hearted approach that says it might work or it might not, of course it won't. That belief becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. With a disempowering story, failure is nothing less than guaranteed, which only, of course, reinforces your belief that nothing will work, and so the cycle continues. But the people who make change happen, who get stuff done, who accomplish, who shift, who grow, who learn, they take their strategy and they attach a new story to it, a story of empowerment, a story of I can and I will, instead of I can't and I won't. It goes from being a story of limitation to a story of empowerment. I will not be one of the many who can't, I will be one of the few who do. There was a time when I was 38 pounds overweight and my story was, I'm big-boned, which I am, but I was also fat. Stories can be true, but if they don't help us, if they're stopping us from having the life we desire and deserve, we have to change them. We've all had lousy stories in our lives. I don't make enough. I can't save more. I'll never read. I've got dyslexia. My friend Sir Richard Branson, chairman of the Virgin Empire, has dyslexia, but it certainly hasn't limited his life in any way. Why? Because his belief or story about dyslexia was empowering, not limiting. His story wasn't, I'll never read, it was, I have dyslexia, so I have to work harder to make everything happen, and I will. 
You can use your story or your story can use you. Everybody has got an empowering story if they want to find it. What's wrong with your life is just as easy to find as what's right with your life when your story changes. If your relationship isn't working out, all the good guys are gone, or they're gay and you're not, or you're gay and they're not, there's always a story, right? Stories control our emotions, and emotions drive all of our behavior and actions. Let me ask you a question. Do you worry about money? Does it keep you up at night, stress you out thinking about your next paycheck, your car payment, your kid's college tuition, or whether or not you'll have enough money to be able to retire? What's your financial stress really like? According to the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants, AICPA, 44% of Americans, nearly half of us, report high levels of financial stress. Have you ever thought to yourself, all this stress just might kill me? Kelly McGonigal, a health psychologist at Stanford University, warned about the dangers of stress for a full decade before she realized that maybe it was her advice, rather than stress itself, that was sending people to their graves faster. I'm converting a stimulus, stress, that could be strengthening people into a source of disease. With a breakthrough in her thinking and some powerful new research, McGonigal made a complete turnaround. Turns out, stress might just be our friend. Just as you put stress on a muscle to make it stronger by lifting weights or running, emotional stress can make us physically and psychologically stronger, too. McGonagall now highlights new research that shows that when you change your mind about stress, you can literally change your body's physical reaction to it. In an eight-year study, adults who experienced a lot of stress and who believed stress was harmful to their health had a 43% increase in their risk of dying. That sure stressed me out. However, people who experienced an equal amount of stress but did not view stress as harmful were no more likely to die. McGonagall says that physical signs of stress, a pounding heart, faster breathing, breaking out into a sweat, aren't necessarily physical evidence of anxiety or signs that we aren't coping well with pressure. Instead, we can interpret them as indications that our body is energized and preparing us to meet the next challenge. The bottom line is, science has now proven that how you think about stress matters, the story you attach to stress. Telling yourself it's good for you instead of harmful could mean the difference between a stress-induced heart attack at 50 or living well into your 90s. Success is my only mofo option. Failure is not. Lose yourself, M&M. So what story have you been telling yourself about money? What's stopping you from achieving your financial dreams? Are you telling yourself that it's too early to start saving or too late to start rebuilding your investments? You're not making enough salary to put anything aside, or the system is rigged against you, so why bother trying? Maybe your story is, the government has saddled us with debt, the financial system is in shambles, or I'm just not good with numbers. Great news, you don't have to be. If you've got a phone and a calculator or can download our app on your phone to answer six simple questions about where you are today, where you want to go, and what you're willing to do and get a financial plan that you'll clearly understand about how to be financially free. Maybe your story is, it takes money to make money. One of the first people I shared an early version of this book with had a core belief of, I will never be financially free unless I have a way to make a lot of money. People that start with a lot of money can make millions, but not me. After she read the chapter on building your own money machine with Theodore Johnson, 
who never made more than $14,000 a year, yet turned it into $70 million over his lifetime, her story went out the window. Theodore wasn't lucky. He used a simple system, the same one you're about to learn. Here's her new story, and it could be yours. If I just happen to use this simple system of compounding, I can make a lot of money, I can go wherever I want, I can live however I truly want, I can be financially free. There are no limits except the ones I impose on myself. One of my own financial breakthroughs happened with an important change in story. Growing up poor, I always associated a lack of money with pain for everyone in the family. I swore to myself early on I would never have a child until I was truly financially successful. I swore that someday I would be so successful financially that my family would never ever experience the humiliation, frustration, and pain of my childhood years of not being able to pay the bills or put food on the table. And I made good on my promise. By the time I was 18 years old, I was earning as much as $10,000 a month, which at the time seemed like a huge amount of money. It still is. I was so excited, I ran back to my friends from my community, the guys I had grown up poor with, and said, let's go have a blast. Let's fly to Egypt and race camels between the pyramids. I had had this dream as a little boy, and I could now share this dream with my friends. But the response was hardly what I was expecting. Easy for you, Mr. Rich Man. The level of disdain I got from guys I considered to be friends shook me to my core. I wasn't flaunting my money, I simply wanted to share my abundance with my friends and create an experience of real adventure. But I had to reevaluate. I created a new story, a belief that said you can do well, but only so well, or else people will judge you. If you stand out and do too well financially, people won't like you. So for years I did well in my life and businesses, but my income didn't grow significantly. Until I finally hit a tipping point, a stage in my life where I thought, this is ridiculous. If I could expand my intelligence, should I? My answer was, of course. If I could experience and give more love, should I? Of course. If I could expand my ability to give, should I? Of course. If I could earn more and expand my financial wealth, should I? And the answer was, of course. For the first time, I felt hesitancy. Why was it that in every other area of my life, it seemed natural to expand and become more? But when the issue came to money, suddenly it was different. Why? It made no sense. But I knew the truth. I had a deep unconscious fear that people would judge me because I had expanded in this area as well. I wanted to please everyone, I wanted to be loved so badly that subconsciously I not only made doing well financially something wrong, but I subconsciously sabotaged my own success. Like so many people, I told myself that money was not spiritual. How crazy is that? Anyone who's become truly wealthy knows the truth. The only way to become wealthy and stay wealthy is to find a way to do more for others than anyone else is doing in an area that people really value. If you become a blessing in other people's lives, you too will be blessed. Money is only one of those blessings, but it is a blessing. It's simply another form of freedom and abundance. Money is nothing more than a reflection of your creativity, your capacity to focus, and your ability to add value and receive back. If you can find a way to create value, that is, add value for a mass number of people, you will have an opportunity to have a mass amount of economic abundance in your life.
I had to hit that threshold where I was tired of living that way and where I saw the absurdity of trying to fit in. It's true, if you do well financially, you may be looked at as the 1%. In my life as a kid, being a part of the 1% was something that was aspirational. I came from the 99%. I just wasn't willing to settle for that, for my family or for my life. But staying there just to fit in, well, that didn't make any sense. I decided I was tired of blaming others for my lack of financial progress. The story I had of my financial limitations had to go. I would love others, but I would not spend my life trying to please them, especially knowing that to please them, I would have to play small. I don't believe in my heart that our Creator made us for that. It was time for me to find a way to earn more in the same way I strove to give more, contribute more, love more, and expand my intellectual, emotional, and spiritual capacity. With that shift in belief, suddenly, when it was clear that this was not a should to conquer this area, but a must, along with the relational areas of life, suddenly strategies started showing up in front of me. They were probably there all along, but because of my mindset, I was blind to them. Your whole world changes when you change your story. Change your story, change your life. Divorce the story of limitation and marry the story of truth, and everything changes. I can tell you, when you get rid of the limiting stories, take massive action and find the strategies that work, the results you can create are truly miraculous. Let me give you one final example. A dear friend of mine, Julie, a successful screenwriter who gets paid top dollar for her work, could never seem to make any financial headway. By the time she and her husband were in their 50s, they had a modest mortgage on a nice home, but only about $100,000 in an IRA, way, way short of what they'd need to retire and their money was invested in a socially responsible mutual fund that charged high fees and ate up most of their returns. Julie's husband, Colin, wanted to invest more aggressively, but Julie wouldn't even talk about finances with him. She told him she hated Wall Street and everything it stood for. In fact, the whole idea of money made her uncomfortable. To her, money was evil. But then a breakthrough happened. Julie attended my seminar, Unleash the Power Within, UPW where we use the power of strategy, story, and changing the state of your mind, body, and your emotions to create breakthroughs in every area of people's lives. UPW is intense. I use music, dynamic movement, humor, and a host of other tools to put the audience in a peak state, and that's when breakthroughs happen. Julie's goal that weekend was to turn her financial life around. How did she do it? First, she recognized that something had to change, or she and Colin were looking forward to some very painful golden years. It finally hit her that her negative beliefs about money were creating constant pain in her marriage and in her future, and she asked herself, where did this story come from? And then she did something really important. She dug down deep and asked herself, is this what I really believe? We are not born believing money is good or evil, so where did this belief come from? She didn't have to go very far to find the answer. Both of Julie's parents grew up during the Great Depression. Her mother never got the chance to go to college, even though her academic scores were off the charts. Instead, she worked as a department store clerk for $9 a week and didn't dare complain about the low wages or long hours on her feet. Julie grew up hearing the stories over and over, how the rich exploit the poor, how banks and Wall Street stockbrokers destroyed the economy, how you can't trust the stock market. 
So Julie made the association in her brain, if I become a wealthy investor, I'll be a bad person and my mother won't love me. Julie realized that the story she'd been telling herself about the evils of wealth wasn't her story after all. It was her mother's story. Money is the root of all evil was her mother's mantra, not hers. This realization jolted her. The truth set her free, and those words lost all of their power over her. In fact, when she did her homework on the biblical phrase, she found that it's not money is the root of all evil, but the love of money, above all else. Love, relationships, contribution. That's the recipe for surefire disaster. It was an amazing transformation. Once Julie got past her limiting story, she could sit down with her husband for the first time to talk about their finances. He was thrilled they could be partners in taking back control of their financial life. Imagine how hard it is to build wealth when your core belief is that money is evil. They dumped their high-cost mutual funds and transferred their IRA to a diverse portfolio of index funds with Vanguard. Then they put in place a long-term financial plan, like the one you'll be hearing about in this book, to finally put them on the road to financial freedom. Julie and Colin shifted their story. And what happened? They learned how to play the game and win. They learned how to create an income for life just like you're going to do in Chapter 5.2. Julie and Colin learned how to put an extra $150,000 to $250,000 into their pockets over their investment lifetime just by getting out of those expensive mutual funds. How great do those golden years look now? Remember, you know the answer. The secret is simple. Change your story, change your life. Divorce your story of limitation and marry the truth. You can make anything happen. Your state It's hard to change your story when you're in a lousy state. If you feel like hell, you don't think to yourself life is beautiful. Have you ever been really angry with somebody and suddenly you remembered every freaking thing they ever did to irritate or annoy you? When you go into an angry state, it switches on the part of your brain that supports that state, and the story that keeps you there quickly appears. By contrast, if you've ever fallen head over heels in love, can you remember how the world looked? It was like looking through rose-colored lenses. Everything was wonderful, right? Rude clerks didn't bother you. Crying babies seemed cute. That's how a positive state can change your outlook, your story. Your mental and emotional state colors your perception and experience of everything in life. When I work with anyone, from world-class athletes to high-power executives, we change his or her state first. There's a part of you that, when it's turned on, can make anything happen. But when it's turned off, the world is dead. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? You know, when you get on a roll and everything flows just perfectly without even having to think about it. You ace the tennis shot, you say exactly the right thing in the meeting, or walk out of the negotiation with exactly what you wanted. On the other hand, we've also all experienced the opposite. We couldn't remember our home address, the name of our dinner host, or spell the word the. I call that the stupid state. But a few minutes later it comes back to you. You remember the answer because you get in a different state. The purpose of this book is not to try and teach you how to change your state. That's the basis of many of my other books and audios, programs, and live events. But in a nutshell, you can immediately and radically change how you feel, and not just hope you feel good, by learning that by changing your body first, you can change your mind. I teach many ways to create immediate change in your state, 
but one of the simplest ways is to change what I call your physiology. You can change the way you think by changing the way you move and breathe. Emotion is created by motion. Massive action is the cure to all fear. Think about it. Fear is physical. You feel it in your mouth, in your body, in your stomach. So is courage, and you can move from one to another in a matter of milliseconds if you learn to make radical shifts in the way you move, breathe, speak, and use your physical body. I've used these insights for almost four decades to turn around some of the world's greatest peak performance athletes, financial traders, and business and political leaders. Last year, Harvard University did a scientific study that proved the validity of this approach. Social psychologist and Harvard professor Amy Cuddy offered a no-tech life hack in her famous 2012 TED Talk when she asked the audience to change their posture for two minutes. Cuddy's research showed that just assuming power poses or postures of high power, think Wonder Woman with her hands on her hips and legs firmly planted on the ground, or the guy in your office leaning back in his chair, hands clasped behind his head, elbows out wide, you know the one, increased testosterone, the dominance hormone, by 20% while simultaneously reducing cortisol, the major stress hormone, by 25%. The impact of this biochemical change immediately transforms your willingness to face fears and take risks, all within just two minutes of changing your body. In Cuddy's study, 86% of the power posers reported feeling more likely to take chances. But when the second set of volunteers were asked to sit or stand for two minutes in more passive poses, with their legs and arms crossed tightly, their testosterone levels dropped by 10%, and the stress hormone rose by 15%. Far fewer of these men and women, only 60%, behaved assertively. Remember, these weren't just psychological changes, but actual biochemical changes, hormonal changes. What I have taught for 38 years, and what all of my students knew was true through experience, was now validated by science. What does this mean? It means, basically, you rock. You've got some swagger in your step. You're ready to put yourself on the line to take the necessary risks and shape your world. Two minutes of posing can lead to the changes that either configure your brain to be assertive, confident, and comfortable, or really stress-reactive. Our bodies are able to change our minds. There was a time in my life when I was overweight and depressed, living in a studio apartment in Venice, California staring at the empty furniture and listening to Neil Diamond records. Pretty scary, huh? One day, a friend stopped by who hadn't seen me in a long time. He took one look at me and said, Man, what happened to you? It snapped me out of my trance. I decided then and there to break the pattern. So I put on my running shoes and I grabbed my Sony Walkman. Yes, I'm ancient enough to have owned one of those. And in those days, you had to be committed to your music. You had one album to listen to, not 10,000 songs to choose from. I turned to the legendary rock band Heart, put on the song Barracuda, and let the beat ignite me. I took off running with the determination that I was going to run as hard and as fast as I had ever run in my life, and I wasn't going to stop until I spit up blood. To say I was determined to push myself beyond my limits would be a serious understatement. I'm sure it must have been a hilarious sight, my excess 38 pounds, my beer belly flopping back and forth in the wind as I ran like a banshee. When I literally couldn't breathe an ounce more of air, I collapsed on the beach and grabbed a journal I had brought with me. 
and in that state of absolute conviction, determination, exhilaration, and exhaustion, I sat and wrote everything in my life I would no longer tolerate. The way my body was, my laziness, my shallow, intimate relationship, and my disastrous finances. Right across from it, I wrote what I was now committed to creating in my life, and in that pumped-up, invigorated state, I felt certain I could find the way. With a strong enough state, you will develop a strong story. My story was, this ends here and now. My new life begins today. And I meant it with every ounce of my being. I discovered that when you change your state and your story, you find or create the right strategy to get what you're absolutely committed to. That's how you create a real breakthrough, a new state with a new story and a proven strategy. I went on to lose 30 pounds in the next 30 days, 38 pounds total in a little more than six weeks. I was maniacal in my commitment. I set a new standard that day about who I was and what I stood for. It has not waned in the 30-plus years since that day, and my weight has never returned to that level either. I went from earning less than $38,000 a year to more than $1 million a year just a little more than a year later. It was a level of change I couldn't even imagine creating at the time. More importantly, I regained my emotional and psychological fitness, the two forces that truly change how someone's life turns out. Determination, faith, and courage began to be the forces that guided my every action going forward. Great strategies can surround you, but they will be invisible to you unless you put yourself in a strong, determined, and empowered state, a state that will automatically breed the beliefs and stories that you can, must, and will achieve, and that you are committed to. With state and story combined, you'll not only find the strategies that work, you will execute them and experience the rewards you desire and deserve. Do I have your full attention? If there's any area of your life that you're living that is far less than the life you desire, it's time to change one or more of these elements. Remember, we all get what we tolerate. So stop tolerating excuses within yourself, limiting beliefs of the past or half-assed or fearful states. Use your body as a tool to snap yourself into a place of sheer will, determination, and commitment. Face your challenges head-on with the core belief that problems are just speed bumps on the road to your dreams. And from that place, when you take massive action with an effective and proven strategy, you will rewrite your history. It's time to no longer be one of the many, but to become one of the few. One of the few who step up, own your true capability financially and in every area of your life. Most people start out with high aspirations but settle for a life and lifestyle far beneath their true capabilities. They let disappointments destroy them. Disappointment is inevitable when you are attempting to do anything of great scale. Instead, let your disappointments drive you to find new answers. Discipline your disappointments. Learn from every failure. Act on those learnings and success becomes inevitable. So next time you come up with a reason why you can't do something, when you know in your heart that your spirit is unlimited, call bullshit on yourself. Change your state. Change your focus. Come back to the truth. Adjust your approach and go after what you really want. Okay. Deep breath. Or loud scream. Get up and shake and move. With these nine myths, these past limitations now out of our way, it's time to move on to step three of our seven-step path to financial freedom. 
We're going to make the game winnable by coming up with a specific number, a number that reflects your exact financial dreams realized. Then we'll create a plan, improve that plan, and find ways to speed it up so you can achieve your financial dreams sooner than you may have ever imagined.